you may have heard about a study that was done very recently that um, concluded that the majority of Catholics do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Uh, they came up with something that like 70% of Catholics do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Um, <clears throat> very sad, for sure. It's hard to even embrace, it's hard to understand because we are a Eucharistic people. <coughs> and without a belief in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, who are we? I think one part of why we do not believe in the real presence of Christ overall in the Eucharist is because we don't understand the way Christ is present in the Mass, even. After the Second Vatican Council in the 60s, <coughs> the Church identified various ways in which Christ is really and truly present when we celebrate Mass. And the first place that it identifies is that Christ is present in the assembly. The people who are gathered at Mass, every one of us, no matter where we are seated, even by the door, we're a part of the assembly. And Christ is really and truly present in our gathering for Mass. We all know how difficult it is. You have to make a decision to be here. You have to be, become here. You have to perhaps fix things at home before you can leave. You're sacrificing. You could be doing something else instead of being here. But you're here. And in all of that and more, the church realizes that all of us are making those sacrifices and making those decisions to come together, and in that, Christ is truly present throughout the celebration of Mass, from when we begin the opening song until we end it. Christ is truly present in the entire assembly. Another way that Christ is truly present during Mass is in the proclamation of the Word. Every time a lector comes forward to proclaim Holy Scripture, or when a cantor comes forward to sing the psalm, which is scripture, or the priest or the deacon, depending on what parish you are at, will proclaim the gospel, which is scripture. In every one of those examples, during Mass, the Church teaches that it is Christ who is doing the proclaiming. And for those who are lectors, that highlights the importance of the, of the preparation of the need to practice at home, to be sure you have read many times the reading and have, have practiced giving it, and how you present yourself here in the church and the manner of, 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 of proclaiming the word, all of that is highly important so that you can serve Christ proclaiming the word through you. I know for sure that Christ is very effective through the, our, our lectors in the church. Throughout my 28 years as a, as a priest, you know, there are times that no matter how much I prepare for a homily, be it for a daily Mass or a Sunday Mass, it, it, nothing will come. And there are times when I have, after trying so much and having a blank mind, 
I come here to Mass, and the, the lector <coughs> begins to proclaim the reading. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing it in a totally different way than I had heard it in my own mind. And the message comes out. And all of a sudden, there's a homily. But this happened fairly often in my life. And in every case, whenever that does happen, after Mass, people come up and they say, Oh, Father Wayne, that was a great homily. You must have prepared forever. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I did, but not for that homily. And that's how the Spirit works. So, lectors, that's how important you are. It's not just like, well, it's my turn to say something. This is much more. This is much more. Your proclamation does wonders for everyone who hears. <coughs> Another presence of Christ is in the presider, the priest at Mass. That presence of Christ is not in the person of the, of the, of the priest. We priests are sinners like everybody else. But during Mass, as the presider of the assembly or the president of the assembly, <clears throat> Christ is present in us. That's why the church tries to hide us with the clothing that we put on, this big, heavy clothing to hide who we are. Uh, and the clothing itself is symbolic, and the outer vestment, even though these are very expensive, they're the symbol of service. They're a working uh, a working robe. So they're, they're meant to be the symbols of serving the people. And yet, during Mass, the presence of Christ in the presider. During the Eucharistic prayer, it's not me who is making the Eucharist. No. Christ is doing that. Through me as a presider of the assembly. And I can't do that without the assembly and the presence of Christ in the assembly as well. You see how all of the presences of Christ work together in order to produce the Eucharist that we are so centered on. And it is in that Eucharist that the most profound presence of Christ exists. And it is a true complete presence of Christ in every way, body, soul, uh, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, all present in the Eucharist. One profound, <clears throat> one other profound difference between the presence of Christ in the body and blood, in the bread and wine, and the other presences of Christ that I've mentioned as I told you several times, that with the other presences of Christ, it's during Mass. Christ is present in the assembly during Mass. Christ is present in the proclamation of the Word during Mass. Christ is present in the presider during Mass. Christ is present in the Eucharist permanently. That presence, once there, doesn't go away. You may uh, have heard there there are Protestant churches, if some, many of them don't even have Eucharist, but some of them have Eucharist a couple times a year or something like that, and they believe that Christ is present in the Eucharist 
during their celebration and then afterwards just bright again. Not here. Not in the Catholic Church. Once we confect, affect that presence of Christ in the Eucharist, it never goes away. It never goes away. And that is then what we consume to have fill us. Now we can appreciate all of that, and even if we believe all of that, we have to ask ourselves, well, so what? And I think until we ask ourselves that and look for the answer to that, we will never really truly believe in the real presence of Christ. So what? Why is it important that Christ is really and truly present at Mass and in particular in the body and blood of Christ? Now, in most Catholic churches, we may know that there's a a gold container somewhere up in the front, a tabernacle, (coughs) and Eucharist is kept in that tabernacle. If there's some left over at Mass, it's put in the tabernacle. You've seen all of that happen when we were at Immaculate Conception. The tabernacle was right in the front, uh, up some steps. And the Eucharistic presence of Christ is in that tabernacle all the time. We don't yet have a tabernacle here. We will sometime in the future, but we do not have one right now. But that tabernacle is useful. The main intention is to have Eucharist there to bring to the sick who might be in the hospital or might be at home. And whenever ministers are going on their rounds, they can pick up Eucharist and take it to, to people who are sick. That's the primary purpose of a tabernacle. We can also, when there's a tabernacle, we can come into the church to pray, to adore. We can hold adoration after Mass. But Bishop Cooney, who's a bishop of Gaylord, back, he ordained me a priest back in 1994. And he was a, a professor, really, of liturgy. He was very knowledgeable about liturgy. And I believe he was even on the board of directors of the uh, uh, National Federation of Liturgy Commissions based in Washington, D.C. He knew all about liturgy. He would say very frequently, the Eucharist was not created to be looked at. (laughs) The Eucharist was not created to be looked at. Now, adoration is an important part of Catholic prayer, part of Catholic tradition. So yes, we can include that in our prayer form, if that speaks to us, to appreciate the real presence of Christ in the sacrament. But the danger is that many times we do then say, well, I did adoration. Okay. What did it do for you? We can take a look at the gospel for today. And we find that it was Jesus, just like here at Mass, it's Jesus who makes the change in the food. In the gospel, it was the five loaves and two fishes. Christ prayed over it and then gave the job to the twelve to distribute the food to the people, the service part, like the garment that I mentioned. And then all of the people were satisfied, it says. All of the people were satisfied. 
And then when they collected the food that was left over, the, the, the food filled 12 baskets. And those 12 baskets symbolized the church, the 12 apostles. So the church built on the 12 apostles. So in that gospel passage, the message is one of mission. Just as Christ did, we are to take that Eucharist we are out to the world. We are to take that presence of Christ out to the world and all that we do. And the church teaches, along with that real presence of Christ, that the mission of the laity is to do what it says at the end of Mass. That's all, everything in the Mass is put there on purpose. And at the end of Mass, go in the peace of Christ. Glorify the Lord with your life. There's a few different formulas that may be said. But you see how we're meant to take that real presence of Christ out into the world to change the world in our family, in our community, and to involve ourselves when we can in politics in order to create a better society. That's the mission of the laity, according to the Catholic Church. So look how the real presence of Christ connects to Catholic social doctrine. The real presence of Christ that we feed on here at Mass takes us out to make the world a better place, especially for those who are the most poor and the most oppressed. That is why the real presence of Christ is important. Not to look at, but to be filled with and to live. May we, on this feast of the body and blood of Christ, be animated evermore to fill ourselves with that presence of Christ and to bring that presence in love and light to all creation.